You're listening to The Sister Trill with Danai and Kiveli. Hi everybody and welcome back to The Sister Trill. I'm Kiveli. And I'm Danai. And today's episode is going to be about something that we have often discussed. It's kind of difficult, I think, to put it into one sentence, but basically we're going to talk about the pros and cons of indulging and how to kind of indulge in a responsible way, if there is a responsible way to indulge, something that we often find ourselves talking about a lot. But before, let's first start with what we disagreed on this week. And um, <laughs> actually, I I had one thing that is, I don't know whether it's more of a, it's not that much a disagreement, but more something that we weren't like automatically thinking about the same way that actually had to do with me. You then encouraged me. Basically, I was um, contemplating going um, out on a date this week. And I was a bit, I'm just, because it was with someone that I hadn't previously met, which is not something that I usually do or generally tend to to do. (laughs) Because, um, I don't know, it's just not something I gravitate towards as an experience. I prefer like things to happen in a natural way for me to meet people naturally. Um, And also... I was I, I was unsure about this p- particular person because I just didn't have enough information, as it is with these online things. Um, so I was like more, you know, maybe I just shouldn't even do it, and I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to do it. And uh, you were, you know, no, just you know, go for the experience, try it out. Yeah. Um, so I, I did obviously do it, and I definitely did not regret um, going on that date. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a <laughs> disagreement. I don't know if it's a disagreement or not, but definitely. Yeah, we, um, we had a discussion about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I followed your advice. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't have a, what we disagreed on this week. No, I, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly before turning the camera on and I tried to think of one, but I really don't have one. We were very much wow. in agreement. Also, I think because we had some bigger discussions yeah, last week true. and that's what usually happens after we've had bigger discussions and really reached this new common ground, we're usually pretty close and kind of agreeing yeah, on everything. Yes, also, yeah. like our antennas are out and yeah, trying yeah, 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 to yeah. make it right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we didn't really have a no, disagreement. No, no, no. This but yeah, yeah, exactly. The last two weeks we had like some really like important ones. So now it's like all... Oh. Very chill. Very calm and Very peaceful again. again. Yeah. For this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into this episode. So first of all, I was thinking that maybe we should explain a bit what we what we mean with indulging, because obviously like you can indulge in a good book and it's not exactly the type of indulgence we're talking about. And um, it's more like um, indulgences that like give you pleasure and that are geared towards instant gratification, like things that you know, it's not like you indulge in something that actually has a long-term benefit, but it's very much about like instant pleasure, instant sense of, you know, dopamine rush or something like that. Yeah. I very much think of this term work hard, play hard when Mm. we talk about indulging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's this type of indulgence that after work you just let loose. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This type of Yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's not also just after work let loose, but it's also like, you know, we often, when we talk about this, and we're going to get into the um, get into this later in the episode, is like the value of indulging. Yeah, because I think that indulgence has, I would say, this type of it, like instant gratification, has a very, I would say, negative reputation. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, because most people, obviously in terms of like the balance between instant and delayed gratification very often do not have that in balance very much and very much tipped towards instant gratification, which is why, you know, I think society, when we talk about it, it's all about, you know, how to develop discipline, how to develop tools to kind of, you know, have good habits. But let's today, obviously, you know, that is very important. Let's today try to like, you know, really focus on the potential values or lack of values of instant gratification. So first I wanted to ask you just, do you think that you have a preferred mode of indulgence or something Mm -hmm. that you would say goes into that category for you? Well, I think my number one way of doing that is one that I'm not very proud of, which is uh, watching videos, Mm -hmm. be it on YouTube or be it on Netflix. But this is my number one thing. Yeah. If I have downtime, I'll just Mm. watch an episode or watch a video or Mm -hmm. more than Mm -hmm. one video, something like that. I mean, I generally tend... 
I would say it's also when we always discuss it, it's always me also trying to try to get you to indulge more. <laughs> yeah. So it's natural. I, I think I would have more different types of indulgences that obviously are all in different categories and come, you know, with varying degrees of unnecessariness. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely the video one is, is the big one for me as well. Yeah. Like as soon as I have, for me, it's more I'll, most I'll, watch a, I'll watch a podcast or I'll watch a debate or I'll watch yeah. something, um, which is like kind of, I would say there are videos that I watch that are more kind of have a benefit because it actually enhances my knowledge or I'm mm -hmm. actually, you know, getting like some uh, intellectual inspiration from it. Like if it's a really good podcast or a really interesting debate about a topic I'm interested in. But of course, I've also fallen like multiple times, <laughs> <laughs> fallen down like the YouTube rabbit hole where you're right. just watching things and at some point you don't even know you're just clicking on and it's just like you've literally like tapped out of like you know control of what you're doing exactly so that but then I think I would say another huge um level of indulgence that I, that I prioritize or allow myself or almost find important that I would say you don't have that much is everything pertaining to seeing friends um do having experiences with friends that are just you know having fun whether it is going out to a bar or going out to dance clubbing or just you know making time to after having practiced a bit or you know like really making an effort to create like a nice afternoon yeah. that definitely goes into the category of it just gives me pleasure in the moment obviously like I'm maintaining friendships and everything but it's something that I would say you do less like if you yeah. would have a free afternoon you might you know like do something else that goes more into the discipline category yeah I mean it, it's true I definitely do it way less than mm -hmm. you I, I do do it and it is something that I enjoy but I think that I wouldn't go that much out of my way Mm -hmm. to create this experience mm -hmm. if it kind of happens naturally I'm happy yeah. about it if I don't have to put in too much effort like I don't know maybe someone comes and visits yeah. me or something like that yeah. or we're in a place where you know the bar is next door or hotel bar you know I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that mm -hmm. things that are easier then I really do enjoy it but um, yeah it's it's not something that is number one on my list to plan in yeah. order to have a good time I think I'd rather plan for example uh a movie night, you know, with you or with mm -hmm. my partner or something like mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. um, at home. Of course, this is also me post kids, I want to say, you know, yeah. which is a very big difference. Mm -hmm. But um, because, you know, going out just like that at night is not very realistic for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so post kids, um, I'd rather plan like a movie night and, you know, which is something that I really love doing, which is very different from watching videos on YouTube, you yes. know, actually yeah, yeah, picking yeah. a movie yeah. or yeah. something like that. Um, I really enjoy But uh, me pre-kids uh, very much, you know, did enjoy this whole meeting up. And I also did it a lot, you know, mm -hmm. just meet up with people, mm -hmm. go out. Very different from how it is now. Mm -hmm. But I think that's often But generally, I mean, I remember, I mean, that that's also what always introduced our, I would say, uh, you know, conversations is also way back when when I started traveling in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And obviously in, in those travels, it was a payoff, like I would practice less or sometimes even not at all during uh -huh. those travels, like five days somewhere or something like that. And you would always be a bit skeptical of that move. You know, you were a bit like, yeah, you sure, maybe you should, yeah. you know, or maybe find a way to practice better during the travels or something. And I always felt that these types of, let's call them indulgences, are actually an appropriate way to balance out the rest of our rather disciplined and I would say well organized life yeah. and yeah. that I really see the value of for, for you know as long as it's not um, more than the delayed gratification more than the discipline I always found that to be important almost yeah absolutely and I think that um, for example if you take traveling as mm -hmm. a, a whole concept yeah. of yeah, indulging yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, this is something that I've definitely come to learn over the years mm. because I, I remember very well how I planned my first travel with my first boyfriend to Amsterdam. We had this trip. I think we were there for five days. Uh -huh. And I remember that I planned the place where I was going to practice. I rented, you know, this is like a place yeah, where yeah, you can yeah, rent yeah. practice rooms. And I rented <laughs> practice rooms for like two, three hours every day. Yeah. And it really calmed me down so much that I had that. And I, I loved it. I mean, we had a, an amazing time there. But of course, now I would also be fine, you know, with just yes. going there and you know, five days maybe is actually quite, a, depending on, you know, what's coming mm -hmm, after. But mm -hmm. for two, three days, obviously traveling yes. somewhere and just not, not practicing. practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is something that definitely was a process for yeah. me. So definitely, I, I would say that we've had 
opposite experiences. I mean, mine, I would say, is the more common experience nowadays where you naturally gravitate to wanting to indulge in many different ways and then you monitor that and then create a, a, a balance by focusing on more, being yeah. more disciplined, being more, you know, like focusing more on delayed gratification and sacrificing instant gratification for delayed gratification and now having kind of a balance. And yours was the, I would say, much more uncommon. Mm -hmm. But interesting enough, I, like, we come from a family very disciplined people. That's so true. I felt that mine was the exception, although I realized that it's not. Because <laughs> you came from, I would say, naturally gravitating to too much discipline and too much kind of not letting yourself enjoy mm -hmm. some freedoms and having to teach yourself to enjoy the yeah. freedoms. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that's interesting. So before we talk about uh, why, in my opinion, at least it's important to have these indulgences, um, do you have a way of like monitoring yourself? Like when a bad habit creeps in, when you get too, you know, attached to one indulgence, um, are you, you know, do you catch these things when they're quite early? Mm -hmm. Do you kind of have strategies to not fall into these bad habits or then, you know create a good habit out of a bad one? I mean, as you already said before, my danger is not so much falling into the indulgence. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I don't think I've ever really fallen into an indulgence mm -hmm. too much. Um, the only thing that I can now spontaneously think of, except for, of course, the video thing that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. This definitely, I, there are yeah. times where I've fallen into it too much, but I think this is also count, kind of a, a, a symbol of our time. I think everyone mm -hmm. is, in a way, addicted to their phone yeah. and, you know, everything yeah, yeah, that's yeah. connected to that. And it is a problem. I, I don't want to downplay it, mm -hmm. but... This, um, I've, I've actually have found a, a way of monitoring it in a way that, for example, if I'm practicing in a very focused way or something that is important to me, I put my phone away and I try not to be distracted by, mm -hmm. you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm, if I want to do an effective hour of uh, office work or emails, I put my phone away because otherwise I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to click yeah. on a video yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. listen to the podcast yeah. in the background or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things. And then the other thing I can think of, but it's also kind of ridiculous even saying it, is maybe the thing that I indulge in a bit too much is sugar. <laughs> but it's really on such a minimal yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. But it's something that I realized that if I had zero antennas in my could. head, could. But mm -hmm. again, I mean, I'm so far away from that mm -hmm. danger, but could maybe. Um, is there like any way where you could always say that what you indulge in sometimes is work? Uh, because many times I've had the feeling that the more stress, I don't know, the more pressure you feel, the more stressed you are. Or I mean, yeah, like, I, I do get more stressed, of course. Yeah, no, but it's it, it, like, like I almost get the feeling sometimes that you like you work not from a place of wanting to get things done, but from a place of feeling safe, wanting to feel safe. Hmm. I I don't know if I would agree with that. I. I mean, especially in the recent years. Okay, in the recent I years, of course. You I've just had to work to get things done. Of course, because of the kids. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, I remember that. I mean, I, I keep saying this, this one, uh, when we talk about it, this one thing that we were still very young. We were like, maybe I was 13 and you were 17. And what had just started happening was this like, you know... Um, having to uh, reply to emails like from mm. from concert organizers or yeah, sending yeah, yeah, programs yeah. or things like that and of course I was 13 so for me I was not taking care of, of that as aspect of it and um, I remember that we'd finished practicing and I wanted to watch something do something with you and you were telling me like Kiveli I have so much <laughs> I still have to do I still have to reply to so many emails and I'm just thinking to myself you probably didn't have to reply to that many emails. You know, it was probably like two or something. But like this idea of, I, I, I know I have so much work and mm. blah, 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 I think like it appealed to you because you were always a very work-oriented person, which is where mm. my whole theory came up that yeah. in that time, me with those two emails would have begrudgingly replied those two emails and then finally be like, okay, now we can do something that's yeah. you know, really going to make us feel good, whatever that is, you know? But you were just like, no, let's stretch out that email time, <laughs> you know? Really? I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting perspective. I've ne I never saw it like that. Yeah, you might be right. I, I'm not sure, but I always felt like I just wanted to get it done because I definitely know that I had a bad feeling inside of me if I did not get it yeah. done. Then yeah. I couldn't enjoy anything. But if I wanted to stretch it out, I I don't know. I feel like maybe I definitely, you know, liked working and still like working. Mm -hmm. I like the feeling of yeah. being effective yes. and productive. And maybe, you know, I would 
create more tasks than there were like for example maybe i would also make a list of yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. things that i want to yeah, do or yeah, yeah. order my scores you know things yeah, yeah, that, yeah, are yeah. Not, that are not yes. necessary but i don't know if i would just make a task go longer just for the fun of it no no no, no. it's obviously the first thing you yeah know, that you yeah. would kind of keep at it like keep in the work as yeah. if like working was more your safe space than Yes. Fun and yeah. This, this which is, I mean, be, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've always been very envious of that that side of you. Obviously, I, I think I believe that there, you know, like in, in terms of the balance, it was very important that in the last few years you did kind of yeah. find the balance towards the other direction of just also kind of letting go and not working as a coping mechanism in a way, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But I was always very envious of the fact that. Um, you know, working and persevering and working also at things that not the work itself was, it, obviously practicing is a different type of work, but, but like that email work, that like, you know, more mm. administrative work that is not as inspiring or nice, <laughs> yeah. you know, that is just kind of sit down and you just have to get it done and have to do it. That it, you know, you kind of felt just by virtue of that it's work, it already kind of fulfilled you. And I've always been... I've always not liked that part of it. I mean, like, I was yeah. I was also always the type of girl that got excited about a new school textbook. Yeah, but you me know? too. Okay, me too. Okay. I was always that as well because I, I've always been attracted to knowledge and I've always been very okay. curious, right? But but if it were like I've I've never been able to like you know get happiness of of work that I know I don't like. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like like for me, I really need to enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. To re you know what I mean? To get yeah, fulfillment of off of it versus just, you know, enjoying the fact that I'm working. Mm. But um, thank God I'm doing something that I really love. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. Like As we all should. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're already, we're already kind of into it. But what would you say are the dangers of, like, obsessively denying yourself moments of pleasure? Well, I mean, I, I think you can definitely get lost in in the work so much if you you know totally deny yourself of any pleasure and then not get anything done despite right always right. working so i think the main danger is is that you don't even reach your goal although you think that you're doing everything okay 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 i understand what you mean you, yeah. you mean like basically when your when your work quality yeah exactly uh, decreases decreases and okay. yeah. yeah but i don't i don't mean you work lose quality your efficiency. right yeah yeah but that's what i mean that okay obviously i totally get that but what i mean is more you know someone who is constantly just you know living on the side of discipline living a very like ascetic life mm -hmm. you know like no pleasures no instant gratification no because i mean there is the reason why i'm asking is because there's a very good argument to be made especially as i said nowadays that you know all these things that give you instant pleasure and instant gratification are actually things that you're trying to avoid that are bad habits you know whether it is like eating chocolate or you know even things like pornography are instant which we had an episode on <laughs> like you know and give you instant gratification going out and not sleeping well that night um, even you know something that we're not that much uh, you know attracted to, but alcohol and like drinking, and, like all these all these yeah. things um, go into a category that when usually people talk about them, it goes like ah you should avoid it, you know don't yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, of course blah, right. But I mean at the same time these are usually the things where life happens, you it, know right. when you go out when right. you have a drink at a bar or when you yeah. share a yeah. meal with friends. So, you know, every memorable life experience yeah. happens in that type of a setting. And maybe not every single one, but many. Exactly. So exactly. Um, it would be a very <laughs> uninspired life yeah, but if you didn't do any of that. Yeah. And I also have like another, I don't know, it's more of like a, like an inkling, like a, a feeling about it that someone who consistently kind of push, I mean, I find that, you know, us as, people, our natures, desire both type of experience, right? The experience that is fulfilling, gives you meaning, that's long-term, that is definitely the far more important experience and you have to find this thing. But I feel that we also need these kind of spikes of you know, like spikes of inspiration, spikes of chaos, I could almost call them, you know, like these things that um, don't necessarily uh, bring you one step further to your long-term goal, but they kind of, yeah, as you said, life happens. And yeah. again, I feel that people that deny themselves that, um, number one, I would say are less balanced. Like you, you notice in them that they're somehow, in, in my opinion, less balanced, less of a well-rounded person. And also I feel that there is a true threat that if you don't really honestly um, 
confront the fact that you might also need worldly, normal, you know, pleasures, that it might get you in a different way, in a far more dysfunctional way, that it Mm -hmm. might creep in, in like dysfunctional, maybe slightly um, like violent behavior or something that, you know, you Mm -hmm. need an outlet to let go, like to, to, to be irresponsible. And you know, to, 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 although I I do think that that really depends on the person. I, and and not, not be irresponsible was the wrong way to put it. Not to be irresponsible, but you know, to, to be, um, you know, to not have to yeah, think no, about the long-term discipline you way, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I think that that is definitely true to a certain extent, but I think it depends on the person. I think that there definitely are people out there that don't need that, that really are at peace with their, what we would call very boring life, but, you know, <laughs> that are at peace with their very, well, um, with their very simple life of doing their work, you know, drinking their tea, doing whatever ritual they have and going to sleep. I think that some people actually cherish that. Yeah, but that, that is if you would put indulge, like we, we obviously, because that's what our personalities are, put indulging very much in the category of like unexpected, unpredictable experiences, going out, seeking yeah. adventure, right? But, you know, there are other indulgences, like as we said, watching a video or, you know, okay. shutting off, playing a, but when whatever, we, a if game we talk or about, something like you know, that. The things where life happens, which that's, we of course, find the other so type. important. Yeah, yeah, yes. Which also, uh, for our job as artists, as of musicians, yeah. we wouldn't be able to even do our job if we didn't have these experiences absolutely this is how we make music you know our music reflects everything that we experience throughout the day in our life yeah I mean I I remember um, also like the conversations that we would have with both our teachers because I mean there is this very weird uh, I don't know like cliche about the musician that like just practices eight hours a day right. every day as a child and Which is not never true. experiences anything <laughs> else no I mean there are cases I'm sure as children as children but I mean a grown up musician no no no, no yeah. obviously no but, yeah. I, but I'm saying like that as if that is kind of the desired the path in order to, to mm-hmm. you know in order to become as amazing as possible and that totally neglects that there is the obviously technical artistry that requires a lot of practice and I mean we are talking about daily practice anyway but there is the so important part of you know uh, becoming a well-rounded person with experiences to draw from an an emotional range that goes beyond you know the lighting in your basement (laughs) and all these things so and exactly like if we take that as the metaphor I see that exact same thing in life you know that if you just do the I would say disciplined organized thing also I mean to like play play devil's advocate a bit even like to do the responsible thing all the time you are going to miss out on so many things the least of it being you know finding out who you are when you do do something that is you know very extreme and when you are on Mm -hmm. the edge you know and I feel that most people myself included of course, need to focus on kind of keeping up the discipline side. Yeah. But for the people that are often, you know, also the very conscientious people, as I said, we, I, we come <laughs> from a fa- I say I come because you belong to that. <laughs> I come from a family of very, like, you know, discipline-oriented people to remember the value of kind of also letting go and indulging and, mm-hmm. like, you know, choosing the more adventurous, less predictable path. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe also just less, you know, conscientious path. yeah. I would say. I, I do want to add that I think that it does come in phases, that, that, fa- that the phases of life mm-hmm. play an important role. Mm-hmm. Because just looking at my short life <laughs> up to now, um, you know, there is the my youth phase, for example, which obviously was pretty wild. You know, my I'm thinking especially of my times in Salzburg when mm-hmm. I lived alone, mm-hmm. where I was, you know, in, at times parting through the night, going to school, then going to university, then parting through the next night, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's this phase. Then there is my study phase. Then there is my phase after the kids. And, and you right. know, these are all different phases. Right. And I also think, especially when you say, you know, find out who you are and mm-hmm. what makes you, you, I think that there is also something to be said about, I found that out in those years, I mean, I'm not speaking about me specifically, generally, you know, a person has found that out and now they have reached a new level Mm -hmm. where they feel comfortable at. It doesn't mean that what worked for you 10 years ago needs to work for you now. Yeah, yes. But I mean, there is obviously the the type of indulgence or the type of um, 
path with, with which you let loose might be very different when you're like in your youth or right. your teenage yeah. years, your first partying years versus when you're, you know, later in your yeah. more responsible parent years. However, I would say that I, I also kind of picture it as like an energetic thing, right? Like when you're doing, when you're always like kind of following a very ordered disciplined, well thought through, meaningful, uh, like when you do it, when you're in that realm, your energy is kind of, I would say, very moderated. You know, obviously it goes, if you're doing something fulfilling, it's on a very good level, mm -hmm. but it goes kind of straight, you know? And when you do things that are more this instant gratification type of activities, your energy spikes in both directions. Obviously it gives you sometimes, you know, a high because you're like, oh my God, I'm doing this amazing thing that I love and I'm really enjoying right now. And then inevitably it's also going to give you a low because after that you're going to feel either guilty for what you did or just, you know, you're going to have to catch up. And right. you, so, so, you know, you're like, going to feel the low as well. you can also get an energy spike from a success deriving from a conscientious action. Yeah, but it's, it's a very different type of energy spike. That, I mean, I mean it, it's obviously the one, the one that's more... It's, well, yeah, obviously that's the more... Obviously that is the one that's more desirable. It's like yeah. this meaningful one and it's not a spike. It's more of like a crescendo towards it. And then you have, it's, that's it's, like it serotonin, right? Which is amazing. And the most important thing. This is not like to say that it's it's equal yeah. to what I'm talking about. But I'm saying like, it's also a bit of like, you know, this is order, right? You preparing for a concert very well, playing the concert well, getting that rush of serotonin, loving that experience, that is order. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about represents chaos. It represents the more unpredictable thing, right? It is doing something that is not in that straightforward path, but it's what you said. It's where life happens. Mm -hmm. It's where, you know, you get to, where also, in my opinion, opportunity lies, you yeah. know? If like then, of I mean, course, I think it's a bit difficult in our situation because our job is also kind of where life happens. You know, playing on stage with of course. other people, yeah. rehearsing. Yes. You know, I think it is very comparable to going yeah. to a party. and Right, you know, of course, so, of course. But if, if but you I'm compare saying it like, to, let's say, an office job, and then you say this is then yeah. of course but I, agree I mean with within you. our I would say less ordered life there are also elements of order and chaos yes. right yeah, yeah, yeah and I mean for us they just all happen at a I would say uh, above average yeah yeah less ordered way yeah. you know what I mean but mm. but it's I would say that you know you can take that same example and say yes the the office life is the order but then already chaos would be changing your job you right. know like switching yeah, yeah, yeah. jobs or yeah. something like yeah. that you know because you you don't like it or something like yeah. that so I just think that many times very rightfully so this message of like try to avoid any experience that is not you know really good for your future is good advice because most people tend to do too many of those experiences mm -hmm. but I also think it's very important to stress that a, a balanced and fulfilled life in my opinion needs both at both type of seeking out both type of experiences yeah. you know but this is something that's very in right now you know this word work-life balance Right. It's something that yes. people are very much yeah. looking yeah. for. Yeah. And, you know, not, not necessarily the nine to five, but, you know, there are all these books, the four hour work week. Right. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. So people are very much looking for that. Let's live our life yeah. more. Let's give meaning to our life. Yes. And yes. But I mean, that is in my, like when I listen to those things, it's also, it kind of puts a, a negative reputation on working. Like as yeah, if yeah, yeah. you basically just try to reduce work as much as, as much as possible to then go to a rave. You know what I mean? Mm. Which going to a rave sounds amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, that's not exactly what I mean because I do think that you just have to obviously find something that you love. Oh, yeah, because we love our work. Exactly. So, yeah. And then, but then, you know, also consciously, because for example, when I think about you and um, your partner, right? Because I mean, that's, again, that's where our conversations often start, right? I think about you two and I think that like you don't even put, like when you plan your week or you plan your, your day or you decide what you want to do, it's the height of indulgence if, as you say, at the end of one day you watch a movie together. Mm -hmm. I mean, yesterday, what was it? You, go, you guys went to see um, the James, James Bond. Bond movie at the cinema, which I'm sure was his idea, by the way, because he loves James Bond. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying that, and that was like, to me, I couldn't believe it. They were like put, baffled. You'd put on the agenda, something <laughs> like that. Because... Like, for, especially now that we live together, but it already occurred to me when we were um, living together during the first lockdown, it's, I mean, literally every spare moment that, you know, obviously you don't have with the kids, and I understand that that is a different yeah, vibe. Yeah, because I already wanted Although, to interrupt you there. No, I know. Because, but because, because, because. It was the same before you had three the Three kids. It was very different. I, I mean, can't we, say about him because I, I barely. No, I mean in our uh, life as a couple. 
I want to say. Yeah, but the, again, that the is a very yeah, but but, but it's it's a bad representation because of the fact that it was actually the first few months you were together. Yeah, but also, and therefore you were in this amazing let's experience no, but, things but together. But still, phase. I mean, also you know. I'm talking about the few months before the birth of the kid and then the few months after the birth of the kid, which is totally a natural change. And it is a difference of, you know, going out every night, eating out, going to movies, going actually to bars, going to dance, everything. Right. And then, of course, not doing that. And again, it's a phase. It's a... In a, totally. which in a couple of but years is also going to change. Unlike it. him, I did know you for 26 yeah, yeah. years before you had kids. And it applied then yeah. <laughs> as well. And I mean, for example, I also remember this one situation. I think it was actually the story I wanted to tell. Anyways, but I remember this one situation <laughs> where you had to prepare for this one concert. And I had organized with some friends, it was way when we were still living in Hanover, oh, yeah, yeah. to go swimming in the lake because it was summer. Um, and I was telling you, like, you know, you should come. And you were like, no, you know, I really have to prepare mm. and let me practice. And, oh, swimming to a lake, there's no point in going. And I was like, no, it's going to be nice. You know, you're going to feel much better tomorrow. And you actually went. And I remember you said it was really worth it because yeah. it gave you so much um, more kind of positive energy we're uh, practicing the next day. And yeah. it's this type of thing that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I've had know? that, I, I think I've told you this story, but it's also the story I wanted to tell, but I'm just going to tell it right <laughs> now as well. Um, I had this other experience once. I was um, preparing a concert in a like super yeah. uh, last minute type of way. I was so behind. I mean, I really literally needed to practice all day, every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, my boyfriend at the time said to me one day, look, you need to take a break now. We're going to do something. Mm-hmm. And we went to fr- to a friend and played games. And it was super fun. I mean, nothing special. Yeah, but just, yeah, yeah. just something. An, an yeah. evening off. And the next day, I felt so much better. And I mean, this is what I mean when I say, what is the danger? Because this is when I was in okay. danger. Because I was in such a mm-hmm. loop, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, okay, I have to do it. I have to do it. That I forgot about everything. And I forgot about, okay taking a break actually helps you. Yes, yeah. So this I completely agree with and I've had these two experiences, which you said and the one that I just said, um, where I really was reminded of that. Yeah. And that's super important. And but but and this like big lesson like this this like uh, you know of the bigger time time frame of like phases i would apply that to like every single day mm-hmm. of trying to like kind of put in nuggets of you know this type of uh, yeah. letting go although i mean at the risk of sounding like a full blown workaholic go i just want to say that to me personally personally there is almost no better feeling than the feeling of the end of the day when you've been ultra productive and you know that you've managed to do so many things I mean in my case it would be like I've practiced well I've replied to I don't know 20 emails that I've been you know not wanting to reply to you've for been, a long been waiting time. for a reply since yeah, you were 17 exactly and um, maybe I've done you know two three phone calls I've, I've gotten so many things done mm-hmm. maybe even I created a great new project and then at the end of the day I just feel such deep-seated happiness. I get that. And I feel at peace and I feel proud of myself and I'm happy and that that is a great feeling for me. No, I, that is a great feeling for me too. Okay. I mean, okay. that is n- no objection here. Yeah, okay. But I'm just placing that on an, I would say, slightly equal pedestal, that feeling, to a day where you got a lot done as well, you know, like as much as you had planned on, you mm-hmm. really got stuff done. And then you went and did something that just gave you this other type of happiness. No, completely agree. I right? mean, this work hard, play hard, With, love it. And, and I agree. I, and I would say that if it, like, the, 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 the generally speaking, if, if you do as much as you have to in the day plus more constantly. No, I agree. It's also not yeah. the no, way no, no, to you're go. You're totally right. You know? I agree with that. Which I mean, is the, the issue for me is more... If there's a day where you didn't get much done, or maybe and then also you went and indulged, and then yeah, this yeah. is I yeah. mean this getting much much done and then indulging totally right, that. Yeah. or getting averagely much done, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. obviously we're talking about obviously but, you would have get gotten more done if you would have continued working yeah. instead of indulging yeah. in something, right? But maybe less effective, and you know it doesn't make yeah, so much yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, I remember very well that when I just moved to Berlin, also because I was so excited to live in a city that you know. I'd, loved always and was so excited by that and I'd had I'd started to um I was in this phase where I had to prepare for like some festivals and I had just insane amount of repertoire to learn and I remember that it like 
I was living, it was also during the year that those of you that heard the last um, episode are going to know about that, that I was living with three other people um, who were also young. So there was lots of potential for awesome experiences. <laughs> and I remember during that phase, me kind of being inclined to be like, okay, now just for the next week, I'm just going to sit on the piano, do nothing else and just practice. And then, and then I was realizing in the first two days that I did that, that I wasn't practicing well. You know, I was literally, I was practicing. I was spending lots of time at the piano, but I wasn't getting as much as I wanted. I was becoming really frustrated. I was kind of also losing focus, ending up, by the way, doing like weird stuff on my phone mm -hmm. because I was kind of obviously exhausted after concentrating for many hours. And it was just an all around unsatisfying experience. And then I just thought to myself, you know what? You're, you're going to spend the rest of the day doing something unproductive anyway. Go out. You know, I'm not like out drinking. I just went out to a restaurant to eat, you know, yeah. with, with friends, you know. And just leave the house, you know, do something. That's what I mean by going out. And, um, and I did that. And from that point onwards, I understood like, the first of all, the three, four hours I practice in the morning were incredible I got so much more done than in the three days before and then like the feeling of going out coming back satiated just happy and then you know practicing yeah. the next day no I love that right I, I wholeheartedly agree I agree about this also when you fill your day with something else then you get more productive mm -hmm. because I've also totally experienced that if I have the whole day to myself where I could theoretically practice for the whole day I usually get less done mm -hmm. than if I have an event planned in the afternoon yes. and then I know yes. I have to be productive now and then I yeah. practice I totally agree and also I love this thing that you said about going out of the house getting out of the house yeah because to me there is nothing better than you know like refreshing your mind outside you know this mm. whole fresh air thing even if it's just for 10 minutes or so, but yes. you know just going yeah, out yeah, and yeah. breathing and seeing the sun for two seconds yeah is um very important and yeah. I realized that ever, ever since I was quite young I remember um even still in you know in school like mm -hmm. seventh or eighth grade I remember that um before I had a test I would always just go out oh okay and like go and just sit yeah. there and not you know I, I never like read and studied before the test yeah. but you know just like yeah. sit there and be outside and yeah. breathe and then mm. go and write it mm. nice that's a nice yeah. one but that's also by the way a bit what I mean with if you don't I would say consciously choose your indulgences or choose where you're going to not pursue the long-term thing. Um, they're going to creep in in a different way. I mean, for me, it was like yeah. a quite obvious one. Like I would, I would spend more time at the piano yeah. and then in my whatever free time or in my 10 minutes break or I would be on my phone watching pointless videos, you know, right. doing something that did yeah. not give me any satisfaction but still was an indulgence that, you know, was more, you know, it, it, it didn't fulfill any purpose. Yeah, yeah, totally been so there. So yeah. I, I feel that, you know, we need to consciously choose our indulgences for both, you know, short-term quality of um, work but also quality of spare time. And then also, in my opinion, that's like more theory, that long-term, it is going to catch up with you. Mm -hmm. If you constantly live this kind of, you know, ascetic life where you just always do what is quote-unquote right, but obviously you should do what is right, but what is no, I know responsible, you, you know, yeah. um, that I feel is a not good long-term strategy to fulfill those goals that you're working so yeah. hard for. But in my eyes, going out for dinner after your four hours of practice is what is right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it would go into the category of, you know... But it is indulging. Indulging, yeah. Yeah, right? No, it's, it's not effective. It's not... You yeah. could have practiced five, five more of hours. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not the thing that... Because I, I know also, we, we both know these type of people and musicians that are extremely ambitious that, you know, literally plan out every mm -hmm. moment of the day with something that has, you know, uh, like something efficient, you know, like working out, practicing, reading a book, meditating, uh, practicing again, um, recording something, sleep, you know what I mean? Which is wonder. I mean, I to be honest, I am in awe of people that can pull that off and, you know, maintain happiness or maintain, you know, fulfillment. Yeah. I just think that, that also show that 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 is also um, born out of maybe a sense of fear to not be enough. Otherwise, that you know you are so ambitious and so conscientious because it's it's the only way you find that you know you can progress in life mm -hmm. or something. So I feel that you know if you're really confident and if you're really balanced, then it's not really work hard, play hard. It's just 
work well, play well in a way, you yeah. know? Don't overdo either of them because then you're going to yeah. burn out. Yeah. But, you know, just be conscious of being really good at your work and pursuing it f yeah. with fulfillment and, and there, discipline. And there's nothing that I find more annoying than people who pretend to be, you know, busy, 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 busy yeah, 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 yeah. all the time when there's actually like nothing that they're doing yeah. and they're just there, laptops open, you know, busy. I'm, I'm so busy and, you know, there exactly. are kids running around. It's so, yeah. I, I, fi I find it really yes. dysfunctional. Yeah. And the some of the most successful people that I know are people that consciously, when the time is there to have a family gathering or a get together with friends, are there and are yeah. not there with their phones. Sorry, I have seven business calls to make right now. Exactly. Even if they could actually have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just choose yeah. not to yeah. at that moment. Yeah. I think that's very, very important. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, and um, I think that brings it to a, to a very good conclusion. Kind of. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, I think it's interesting because we agree on what the ideal yeah. scenario well, looks think, like. I think what we didn't really touch on, but okay. I don't know if this is maybe for a different episode, mm. is ways of indulging, you know, amount of indulging. Oh, also, no, I think we should touch upon it now. Because, you know, you, you know there are some obvious things alcohol oh, okay. you know yeah 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 but like that. I, i don't know if this could because this also falls already into a, another one yeah, so, into another long discussion yeah so i don't know maybe if this actually is for another episode no but i think because i think we can maybe touch upon the fact that um for example i'm someone who rarely drinks right right no, so, i mean rarely slash not at all I mean, I, I don't like to say not at all because, I mean, first of all, it's not true. I do drink from time to time. And it's also not like I'm religiously against it. You know, it's not yeah. un, unheard of to see me with a drink. <laughs> right. But um, I would say, like, I mean, I drink... Also very little. Also very little. Compared That's why it's to like, the average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but... But I drink, yeah, I mean, I, I drink more often just because, for example, if I will go to a bar, I won't go out of my way to order a non-alcoholic right. drink. Right, yeah. Right? That, yeah. That, which you might do. Might, but not, you know, depending right. on my mood. Yeah, yeah. Right, But, but um, I, I'm also like, I, I don't, I, like, I, it's not at all a priority of no, mine no. to feel but the buzz of yeah. alcohol in any yeah. scenario in my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, not at all. No, I mean, I think that we wanted to actually do an episode on recreational substance use. Uh, yes. So I think this actually falls into that episode. But yeah. just because we were speaking about indulging, um, maybe I just wanted to get it in there. Yeah. Um, that to me, indulging should, and this is already also kind of what I'm going to say in the other episode, is something that um, it should be created by yourself. For example, a night out dancing is, an, as you know, one of my favorite indulgences. Mm -hmm. um, going out and just uh, dancing my butt off. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, this is, uh, in my mind, you know, an indulgence that I aspire to and that I love compared to the indulgence where I just sit and drink and don't really do anything but just, you know, get hammered, um, which I find a questionable indulgence. But, I mean, I know that there's so I mean, much more interesting. to be said. I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. It's interesting that you would say that when you said that your one other indulgence could be sugar. Yeah, of course, because this falls under the substance. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, um, and this is also one that, you know, I, I'm, as I said, I'm like not even remotely in yeah, danger yeah. of, but that I'm already aware of. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is, because I mean, when we talk about this, there comes like so much more of course. into it. And I think that's going to be a long discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pertaining to the value of certain recreational drugs or the potential benefits yeah. of engaging with them, yeah. uh, the spiritual qualities attached but, to it yeah, and everything. Yeah. But maybe that, just that, in this... But when it comes to like... But that is obviously not with indulgence. When it comes to like the um, indulging aspect of it... I would only, I mean, I agree with you, of course. You know, I, I also don't see the value of like alcohol yeah. indulgence, apart from the fact that it's maybe interesting at some point in your life to just sort of curiosity experience how it is, you know? Right. Like mm -hmm. it, there's always value in experiencing something once if it's not too dangerous. Like right. I would not recommend to experience heroin once <laughs> or something or cocaine once. Like that's not necessarily needed. You know that it's not particularly for good for you but in, 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 in all fairness alcohol we also know that that is not very good for yeah. you but it is like in less socially accepted yes and less harshly bad than for example heroin and cocaine yeah. and yeah. there are much there are ways to do it there are almost 
like almost not bad at all. Right. Like, you know, if you drink yeah. a glass of wine at a reception, nothing is going to be bad. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah of course. You know what I mean? So, so there are, mu- there are much uh, there are ways yeah. to do it that are, that are not really harmful at all. Yeah. And obviously, there are ways to do it that are extremely harmful, right? Yeah. So, but I, I'm saying like, if you one time want to check out, I think that you know there is. Because I, I, f- I feel that there is so much value in curiosity and in just the value of having an experience, no matter what the experience is, I would say that, you know, getting drunk once as a young person to whatever point where you don't forget Which stuff or anything. Which I think probably almost everyone has done. You haven't? Um, I mean, this almost. Almost. Right. Yeah. Be excluded. Right. But I'm saying like, um, but like there, there is value in, in just ha- having that experience once, you know? Mm-hmm. I had it once. I never had it again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, I did it once, yeah. I tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was far too curious to not try it. Yeah. But, you know, I obviously quite predictably realized that there is nothing nothing nice to be felt from that, at least for me, obviously. For you, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but so, I, I mean, the, but I'm the saying reason, that that's the only value of it, yeah. you know? No, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is just to say that when we are speaking about indulgence and the way that I'm, you know, yeah, talking about it now, it's not related to substances. substances. Yeah. It's very much related to things that actually make me happy, that make me feel good you yeah. know in my body in my heart in my soul yeah and i'm sure that some people would say alcohol makes me feel good in my soul but i would think that's a dysfunctional relationship yeah. to it yes <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely yeah because i mean obviously these substances they're addictive substances yeah. you yeah. know more yeah you know but um yeah it's it's, it's true the, the, the substance part of it is a very interesting area yeah. i think it's also interesting that both of us i don't think never ever had dysfunctional relationships to like these typical substances mm-hmm. we never smoked we, we we never had a problem with alcohol we were never big weed smokers um you know <laughs> not even <laughs> little weed smokers. No, 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 yeah so so <laughs> there, there were all these things which is quite interesting but like, because we often talk about that, like, you know, how can you instill that also in your children, you know, yeah. to not have dysfunctional relationships to it. I think for, I mean, but by the way, if I may say so, I feel that a big reason why that is that way is because we grew up in a household where all of that was not taboo. I mean, smoking was taboo, maybe. Smoking, smoking was very was taboo. taboo. But, spe- but, but smoking is also something that I would say we had this amazing deal with our father mm-hmm. who had said that if um, we don't try smoking or smoke for that matter until we are 18 years old at our 18th birthday, we're going to get, well, we did get a <laughs> thousand euros. Which yeah. um, and he said quite quite rightfully so that the motivation behind is that you know most people that also try smoking for the first time it's not an enjoy, enjoyable experience. Many people start smoking because it's kind of a cool a cool thing. You're like in a, in a clique of people that all try it and yeah, and it's just peer pressure. Peer pressure. And if you can say like guys, actually I'm not going to smoke because I'm going to get a thousand euros when I'm eighteen. It's kind of like people say, okay, yeah, if that would be, I wouldn't smoke either. Yeah, it's you know? a good reason. It's that a good doesn't reason. Make you look like the loser. Exactly. Of the group. Exactly. And um, to be honest, like I, I always love that incentive. I don't think I would have smoked without the incentive either. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And also because we grew up in a very like smoking is bad conscience era. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, also in school and Although, stuff. Although, I mean, many of our yeah. friends you're, smoke. You're, yeah. Many, yeah, yeah. Our, many musicians smoke. Yes. Yeah. But, but, um, Especially if we talk about alcohol and like also just the general attitude towards many other substances, they were not taboo in a way that it's not like they were, ah, drink how much you like, but it was never forbidden in a way that, you know, could create a dysfunctional, Mm, I mean, attitude towards it. Yeah, but for me, I know why I never got into drinking and that's because there were certain people (laughs) very close to us that had a very dysfunctional relationship with alcohol and that's absolutely what scared it was me a deterrent for you. I mean, mm. as you know, I, I'm still nervous yeah. about this. No, I know, and, and, I know, yeah. And for me, that was the number one reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, I know, of course, exactly what you mean. Yeah. But I think for me, it was it was it was a completely it was so demystified for me. You know, alcohol was so demystified. It was also demystified for me. It was tragically shocking for me yeah, yeah yes yeah no for me it never turned to this like oh my god i'm afraid of yeah. the second that you mm-hmm. know alcohol influences my mind obviously i, I stop them because i'm not fond of you yeah. know like doing things that i otherwise wouldn't do because of alcohol mm-hmm. you know um but i've never felt like you know that apathetic towards it since i mean i i know that this is where it comes from and it's because it was quite early on in in my childhood and mm-hmm. because i was so 
you know, directly confronted mm. with it. And do you know what I think it is? And it's, I mean, this is already kind of like a bit of a teaser for the like uh, episode on substances and psychedelics and stuff like that. It's the fact that I don't blame the alcohol. I blame the person. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, the same way I don't blame, I mean, and, and you're right, you know, like but, for but me, it's still, not like, Ooh, alcohol gets the worst of people. It's like, no, people are who yes, they are. And yeah. of course things can amplify better or worse natures. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not, but, but still, you know, I saw very consciously what the substance does yeah. in many different yeah. aspects, be it weight gain. Mm. Be it, uh, you know, a Aggression. change of, yeah, exactly, change of demeanor, uh, be it slurring your speech, be it being unconscious in the end, you know, all of these things. And this is the pure substance. Sure, yes. But I mean, the, the reason the why reason you turn why, to yeah, a substance like that, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that does not go, fall into the category of indulgence anymore. It falls into the category of addiction, of course. Starts as indulgence. And Does it though? Because I mean, for me, real indulgence has to do with something that generally, you know, is born out of a happy feeling and ends I with agree. a happy this feeling. I agree. Exactly. This is why I wanted to put feeling. this little right. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. This is why I wanted to say that indulgence is not that. Yeah, When no, we it's talk not. about it, it's not. Yeah. Um, and this whole discussion but we for example in for terms of alcohol, drinking one glass of wine uh, at the end of a day for some people could fall into like a functional indulgence if it's just this one glass it's because you like the taste or I don't know it's a glass mm -hmm. of whiskey because you're a whiskey yeah. connoisseur or whatever you know because then it's not about the effect of alcohol and the buzz or whatever it's about the taste it's about the vibe it's whatever it's about Although your thing drinking one glass every night can have a continuation obviously so, I'm not talking about every night I'm talking okay. about when you you also shouldn't indulge every night yeah yeah in, okay. in, a, in a substantial way yeah, you know you yeah. shouldn't go out every night yeah or, yeah, yeah. You, you know the daily indulgence could be more like you know allowing yourself to I don't know li listen to a podcast yeah, that you no, really no, want I, to or exactly. watch a video that no, you're I think, into I think or, this is you know, a good like uh, right. full circle moment yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, we should maybe yeah. stop at yes, uh, and yeah. keep the, the, the other thoughts yeah. which are yeah, also yeah. very interesting for the Recreational drug use episode. Yes, um, which is going to be a big one because actually it's not a recreational drug use episode. The episode is going to be about psychedelics, which yeah. recreational drug use falls under, but it's actually a far, oh, but I thought far we're doing bigger two topic. episodes. Are we doing two episodes? I okay. thought the psychedelics one was a separate one. Okay. Because you told me today that this doesn't fall under recreational drug use, but exactly. under therapeutic. <laughs> so I thought that the recreational one was a different one. No, I think we should okay, combine. We them. should combine because it. I mean, okay. obviously, it's what they're mistaken Talking for. Talking about substances nonstop. It's it's what they're mistaken okay. for. Okay, know? then so, then so it's so going to be one three-hour yeah. episode. Got it. Or I think Got it. probably it's going to be a very long episode <laughs> that we're going to like cut into, into either one part or, one or two, uh, okay. two, two, three parts. But yeah. it's not going to be the next episode. No, but I think it's, it's, it's coming, coming up. soon. It's, it's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. It's going to be a big one. I think this is probably the biggest. I would say. A general ongoing disagreement between us and life yeah. philosophy disagreement. Not in a negative way, no, but no, no, just because we both accept the yeah, other person's difference in lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, but the next episode is first going to be about I would say also the way we started the ep uh, the, the podcast with um, the question that we're still asked many many times, and now I think it's worth getting into in a bit more detail, which is the question of like how do we handle um, being competitive with each other in the is same there competition field? between us? Exactly. So we're and going to you know, into really that. diving into that, is there jealousy? Um, how do we deal with the other person's successes, or maybe the other person getting an opportunity that we might want it to have? Yes. All these juicy things. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. See you then. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Sister Trill with Danai and Kibeli.